1: Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. On December 27th,
0: 1892, Livingstone and Biddle College, now known as Johnson C. Smith University, played in Salisbury, North Carolina, with Biddle winning 5-0. to zero. Over time, HBCU football has evolved. HBCU football's popularity continues to rise. Millions attend games each year and millions more watch on television. The HBCU bands provide some of the top entertainment in the country. Over that time, some of the best players to ever play in the National Football League played at HBCUs. Every Monday through Friday on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, national radio and television host Donald Ware takes a look at what's happening in HBCU football and talks with coaches, players, administrators, and media about the season. Make sure you join the conversation on social media now. Here's your host, Donald Ware.
1: Thank you for joining me on this edition of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Friday. October 6th, I'm Donald Ware, it's Friday, HBCU National Game of the Week, and let me preface before I talk about the HBCU National Game of the Week, I mean, there were any number of games um, we could go with, we could go with uh, Miles and Benedict, we could go with Grambling and Olcorn State, we could go with Florida A&M and Southern, to a lesser degree, we could go with Bowie State and Virginia State. The game we're gonna go with, okay, is Miles and Benedict. And to me, this is the first true game of the week, meaning the implications mean a lot. I think the previous weeks, it was a situation where you were picking uh, a game because it was the best game on the schedule. And while this is sort of in the same vein, it truly means something because remember the SIAC has done away with divisions. So this could, in fact, so it's the number one team versus the number two team for the SIAC championship. When it's all, when the regular season is all said and done. So this could be a a preview of that. And further. Okay. If I looked at Southern and Florida A&M, which was the game I was going to go with. Okay. But if I look at that, it's in, it's it is a game for Southern, which if Southern loses, now it's truly behind the eight ball because it'll have two losses uh, in in SWAC play. For Florida A and M, a loss to Southern doesn't mean a whole lot, really. For Southern, it is in essence, even though it's an interdivision an interdivision SWAC game. In essence, it's a, I mean, in essence, it's a non-conference game counts as a conference game, but I'm just saying because a loss for Florida A&M doesn't affect the Rattlers really one way or the other in terms of that Eastern division crown necessarily. Now, of course, you still got a lot of games left to play. They're already one up on Jackson State, still got Alabama A&M to play. I get all of that. Um, but, uh, it, it, it affects Florida A&M a little bit less, um, Grambling and uh, and Alcorn State. Yeah, if Alcorn, if Grambling loses that game, it'll be the first conference loss uh, for Grambling. Uh, In that division, it puts Alcorn State right back there, but a loss by Alcorn State. Now you've got two losses in uh, the SWAC. But, and then again, uh, Bowie State and uh, Virginia State. I mean, Virginia State's rocking and rolling. A loss by Bowie State would almost put Bowie State out of contention, they'd have to have a lot. The uh, Bulldogs would have to have a lot to happen uh, to get back in contention here. No divisions. <clears throat> you know, you've got the top two, two of the top teams or really the top. Well, two of the top teams, Fort Valley State doesn't have any, even though it lost to Tuskegee early in the season, doesn't have any losses. So, so you've got Tuskegee, Fort Valley State, uh, you've got Benedict and Miles, <coughs> excuse me, all right at the top of the siac so let's let's break and and it was fun like i when i really looked at this and broke the game down and looked inside of the numbers excuse me this was a really fun game to really look at so um let's break it down i look at benedict i mean benedict hasn't lost a regular season game in a year and a half okay Last loss by Benedict was in the playoffs. So Benedict is rocking and rolling, outscoring a lot of its opponents. It's getting it done defensively. Like when I look at the offense, it's solid. They're averaging 150 yards rushing a game. That's pretty decent. It's a running back. They got a couple of running backs to tote the rock from a quarterback position. Um, You know, nine touchdowns to just one interception um, on the season. So, you know, I it, it mean, it's no doubt that Benedict is getting it done. The, 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 you know, Benedict is definitely getting it done uh, in terms of uh, from an offensive perspective. But this is where Benedict is excelling. We talked about, you know, uh, we, we talked about Lubert Danilson. you know, how great he is coming into the season. He's HBC All-American, all of that which it, which he is but there's another young man on the other side Jaden broughton he's got 15 tackles <coughs> excuse me for loss already on the season and seven and a half uh sacks on the season is 14 and a half tackles for loss and nine sacks so those guys i mean miles is going to have to figure out a way to really block those guys um so listen defensively This is a dominant football team. And by the way, the Tigers have not given up a single point in the second half. They've only given up three points in the second quarter. So it's a dominant team from that perspective. I'm going to get into that a little bit more. When I look at Miles, okay, Miles from a quarterback position, okay, we'll just look at the position collectively. Okay, 16 touchdowns to one interception on the season miles can run the football as well uh, 170 yards rushing where i may have and they and, and on the other side of the football miles does a good job of stopping the run where there may be some concern is in the passing game giving up 211 yards passing uh, per game so a little maybe a little bit of concern there but let me break it down a little bit further sometimes stats can be misleading a Miles has played two FCS opponents has played Alabama state, which miles defeated Alabama state. Okay. At Alabama state, that's a big win. And uh, I think it was like 27 to 14. So what is it? It wasn't like it was a, you know, a close game per se and then lost to Arkansas pine bluff by one point and had an opportunity to win that game on its next to last possession in the fourth quarter on fourth and two from the Arkansas Pine Bluff five miles decided to go for it. Did not get it. Maybe they kicked the field goal. They take the lead. Um, It didn't happen that way, but miles is a, is a really, really good. This is a really, really good football team. Um, Both teams protect the football. Miles has turned it over only four times this year. Benedict five times this year. They both have dominated their opponents specifically in the third quarter. This is where things separate a little bit for me. You know, if I look at this thing, um, you know, on, on not necess- on paper uh, a little bit, I really like what Miles is doing. You know, I think a better offense than Benedict has. Um, you know, defensively, I would say that Benedict, uh, that, uh, um, Benedict is much more dominant in that offensive line. This is the thing, that offensive line for Miles is going to have to be on its P's and Q's. You got two edge rushers who are dominating. We're talking about two guys that has 16 and a half sacks combined in five football games. That's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of sacks. And that is, it, it, and the thing about it, uh, Danilis is getting double teamed. That's, it, it, you know, obviously that has enabled um, for, for some opportunities on the other side of the football, in terms of rushing uh, the football, this is what I would also say uh, outside of the numbers. Benedict has not been tested as of yet this season. Okay, Benedict has played Shaw, Edward Waters, Lane, Shawan, and Morehouse. Benedict has not been tested. Meanwhile, okay, Miles has played, you know, Arkansas, Pine Bluff, and Alabama State, stepping up, going one and one. Uh, in those games, let me give you my prediction. Okay. Last year, you know, I thought when when Benedict and Fort Valley State met met, and by the way, Chennis Berry's going to have his guys ready to play for the Tigers. Um, it, it 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 would be a game, um, and, and it's really not a game because Miles is really really good. If it was a lesser opponent, you know, it may be a game where. Benedict looks ahead because they've got that national game next Thursday, ESPN two against Fort Valley state. But let me take you back to last year. I thought Benedict was the better football team when Benedict and Fort Valley state met. Uh, I think Fort uh, actually Fort Valley state was getting more kudos at that time than Benedict and Benedict wiped Fort Valley state, you know, off the football field. I mean, it was a dominating performance by Benedict in that victory. That said, even though Benedict has not played a tough opponent and Miles will be by far its toughest opponent. Chenisbury going to have his guys ready to play mentally. And for that, and what Benedict has been able to do, cannot go against the Tigers. The game, now, the game will be at Miles, should be a really, really good crowd. Um, but I have Benedict winning this football game in a close football game i'm gonna go benedict in a close football game by three by three points i've got benedict beating miles by three points your thoughts you can hit us up via twitter at box b-o-x-t-o-r-o-w follow us while you're there you can hit me on my personal uh, twitter or x as it's known now my personal x account at dware one at D where one listen up on the weekend edition of box to row, which can be heard on a radio station near you as well as on Sirius XM. I'm going to give you more information about that. We got a really, really big show. Okay. We're going to be joined by Charles Huff, the head football coach at Marshall, a Hampton grad, only the second HBCU grad to ever co- head coach at the FBS level. Okay. Okay. So Charles Huff is going to join us on the weekend edition of the program. Also, we've got a celebrity guest picker in the house. Okay, you know we like to do our celebrity guest pickers. Um, And Michael Bivens of New Edition and BBD fame is going to join us. One of the games he's going to pick is the Morehouse-Tuskegee game for that Morehouse-Tuskegee classic. I forget the other game that we'll ask him uh, to pick. But he's going to pick two HBCU games, two FBS games, and two National Football League games this weekend. So be on the lookout and tune in to the weekend edition of Box to Rope. Can be, can be heard beginning tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern, or beginning this evening, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 Central, 3 Pacific Time, on Sirius XM College Sports Radio. That's Channel 84. Write that down. Okay. Also on Sirius XM tomorrow, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific time on the HBCU channel, SiriusXM, channel 142, and on a radio station near you. All you have to do is log on to our website at boxtorow.com, click on the affiliates link, and find a radio station in your area that carries the program. If there's not a radio station in your area that carries the program, you can also uh, find us on the TuneIn app as well. Listen, enjoy your games this weekend. Have a wonderful weekend. I probably won't talk with you uh, on Monday. Probably will not talk with you on Monday, but on Tuesday, the HBCU Football Daily Podcast will return. Not only will we run down the games uh, from week six, but I'll also give you my takeaways on Tuesday. HBCU Football Daily Podcast, no edition on Monday, but we're back. On Tuesday, have a great weekend and I'll talk with you on Tuesday.
0: We hope you enjoy this episode of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. You can watch on our YouTube page on YouTube at HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget to get your HBCU football fix on Box to Row with Donald Ware each weekend on a radio station near you. And on Sirius XM on the HBCU channel, channel 142. And on ESPNU radio on Sirius XM, channel 84. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest in HBCU football. And don't forget to tell a friend.